Well, it's a real blessing to be able to be here today, although it's at Chad's expense, and, and I'm sorry about that. Uh, you notice in your bulletin, uh, Chad's message is totally outlined uh, that he would have given today. Uh, so you can take that home and read it, and you'll get two for the price of one today, because I'm not going to be doing that. But uh, today, today is our communion Sunday. And in communion, we partake of the Lord's Supper. And we come together as a church. And I want to share with you some of the things that have been on my mind, even as uh, before Chad called and so forth. And that is the whole idea of how, how will I be remembered? And will I be remembered? And I don't know whether any of you have had that thought, but it's one that was on my mind. And you know, maybe the, the older a person gets, the more one begins to ask that question. And, and so I want to talk today. I'd like, to, I'd like to, to talk with you as personally as I can um, not with the notion of delivering a sermon, but having a conversation about remembrance and being remembered because that was a important, significant aspect of that final evening, those final hours that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ spent here on earth. And as I think about, about this, I think about the whole notion, don't forget me. Don't forget me. I don't think any of us want to be forgotten. You want to be remembered. And then, an insight which came, oh, maybe a year or so ago when Nancy and I, my wife and I, she's in the nursery or she'd, she'd be here. Uh, we were reading a book by a Christian writer and it was a fiction, but it was really a blessing. And the person talked about, remember, not only in terms of don't forget me, but they talked about remember as bring me back together. Bring me back together. As opposed to dismember. Dismember. Oh God, bring me back together. And I want to talk about both of these things today. Um, because I think that in our Lord's Supper, we have Jesus saying, remember me. And hours later, we have the prayer from the cross, not Jesus' cross, but the cross next to his, where a man says, remember me, remember me. So let's look at Luke 23. We'll start with that, and then 
we will, we will go from there to the context of the Lord's Supper. Um, in Luke chapter 23, and I'm going to start reading with verse 39. And one of the criminals who were hanged with Jesus was hurling abuse at him, saying, Are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. Of course, had Jesus saved himself, he couldn't have saved us. But the other criminal answered and rebuked him and said, do you not even fear God since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we are receiving what we deserve for our, need, for our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. And he was saying, Jesus, remember me when you come in your kingdom. And Jesus said to him, truly I say to you, today you'll be with me in paradise. The thief, the criminal on the cross, saying to Jesus, don't forget me, don't forget me, but also saying to Jesus, Bring me back together. Crucifixion was a ripping, a dismembering, a crushing experience. Jesus, remember me. Bring me back together. Now I want to just pause there for a minute and talk very personally to you and to myself. And I want to itemize a few things in my life, in your life, that I think rip us apart. And things that when you come to Jesus and say, Lord, remember me, he want to, he want to bring back together. Um, and so, just in a personal conversation here, we get dismembered by betrayal. And there are some of you here who think back and say, yeah, I didn't expect that. I was betrayed. I was be and that, and that, leaves, that leaves a wound. Uh, there are some folks here who, uh, unfortunately, can think back and say to themselves, you know, I was assaulted. I was abused in a relationship, physically, mentally, emotionally. And, and, and that left a rip in my heart, my mind, and my soul. 
And you know, I've got, a, I've got a quite a list here. You could, add, you could add to it what I forget. But then there's the whole issue, brothers and sisters, of the, of the ripping and dismemberment that comes from our own willfulness, our own willfulness and our own sin, where we, where we just simply say, God, be God in every area of my life but this one. And here I'm going to be the rebel. This is my turf. Don't mess with it. This is my place. Don't enter there, Lord. Ironically, Lord, don't enter there. Um, and so with that willfulness and that rebellion comes a rending and a dismembering. Some of us here today, very freshly, and some of us, not so freshly, know the dismemberment that comes from loss. The loss of a loved one, the loss of a job, the loss of an opportunity, the loss of a relationship. Lord, remember me. As we think of Jesus on the cross, we can encompass that dismemberment of physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual suffering. Uh, we've all been there. There's the dismemberment that comes with guilt. I did it. I did it. I did it. Not someone else, but I. There's the dismemberment that comes with a, an attitude which may not be at the surface, but maybe just below the surface of retaliation and revenge. And some of us, for whatever reason, are, um, are scorekeepers. And we know where we stand with this person or that person or this person or that person. And we tend to keep score. And more than we realize, that rips apart something that God wants to bring together. Some of us here, up close and personal, know the rending that goes with uh, neglect. Some of us here, up close and personal, know the rending that goes with battle. I'm about done with my list. You, you can add, you could add what you want to to yours. Some of us have experienced the undoing that comes from unforgiveness. And that unforgiveness can be unforgiveness that, that you or I have, have failed to offer. And then some of us have yearned for forgiveness and no one's offered it. And we live with that unforgiveness, either the unforgiveness that we wanted to receive so desperately or the forgiveness that, that we've been reluctant to bestow on another. 
Some of us are torn apart, torn, torn apart by, by fear. Um, the fear that comes from actuality, also the fear that comes from anticipation. Some of the fears are petty. Some of the fears are life and death. Ah, oh Lord. Some of us are still wounded by being misunderstood. When I said it, when I did it, they didn't understand. I had one of those this past week. I had one of those. Oh, Lord. I was misunderstood. Oh, grieve my heart. Grieve my heart. Lord, pull me back together. Finally, three things. We can be torn apart because of our petty preoccupations. A little of this, a little of that, a little of this, a little of that. Preoccupied maybe by, I wish Chad were here, you know, preoccupied by what we'll do for lunch today, preoccupied by what the rest of the week's agenda is going to be. We all have that. And then, and then one I just added as I was thinking about this second service. You know, we can be torn apart by skepticism. And brother and sister and friend, the thing about skepticism, it feeds itself, it can go on for a lifetime. It can go on for a lifetime. And we enter eternity a skeptic. Well, you know, God, Holy Spirit, Jesus, bring me together in order that I might know you, the only true God in Jesus Christ whom you've sent. Well, the thief on the cross says to to our Lord and our Savior, Lord, remember me. Don't forget me, but bring me back together. And Jesus says, friends, Jesus says, today, 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 you're going to be with me in paradise. Huh. What a way to go. Well, you know, the, the man on the cross next to Jesus needed to be remembered and wanted to be remembered. I think, I think so do you and I. But you know, Jesus wanted to be remembered too. Jesus wanted to be remembered. So turning, turning back to chapter 22 of Luke, as we as we come to the time of, of sharing the bread and the cup. I'd like to read chapter 22, 
verse 1, Now the feast of unleavened bread, which is called the Passover, was approaching. When the chief priests and the scribes were seeking how they might put Jesus to death. And, and Judas is the betrayer in the midst of the disciples. And Jesus gathers the twelve. And in verse 14, we read, When the hour had come and the Passover was prepared, Jesus reclined at the table and the, and the apostles with him. And he said to them, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. Boy, that is, that is powerfully profound. Jesus, as a man, had a lifetime of anticipation of the cross. And he's, he, he says, men, I want to I eat this Passover with you. Knowing that that Passover was for millennia had been symbolic of the sacrifice that he was going to give, that only he could give. He says, men, I want to eat it with you. I've earnestly desired this. And then we read in verse 19, and we, when he had taken some bread and given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them saying, this is my body, which is given for you through this in remembrance of me. Do this in remembrance of me. Don't forget me. Don't forget me, folks at First Baptist. Don't forget me. Oh, how do we remember Jesus? Well, we, we do it as the, at the Lord's table. But, but as you become acquainted with the living word of God, let me suggest some other things. Let me suggest that you can remember Jesus as he, as he walked by the Sea of Galilee. Some of us have had the privilege of being there and seeing where he walked. And, and he, says, he says to those, those, those fishermen, uh, uh, come follow me. You know, we remember that. And we remember uh, when the kids, when the kids were brought to Jesus and the disciples said, no, no, no kids, no kids, not here. Jesus said, hey, let the kids come to me and don't forbid them for of such is the kingdom of heaven. We remember the, 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 the mothers coming and saying, would you bless our children? And Jesus taking them in his arms and blessing them. We remember that. We remember Jesus saying to a group of confused men uh, shortly before his crucifixion, he says, brother and sister to us, don't let your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Because in my father's house are many mansions. And if it were not so, I would have told you. I'm not pulling your leg, I would have told you. And I go to prepare a place for you. And we can remember him when he says, you know what? In the world, you'll have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. So Jesus says, this is my body, which is for you. This do in remembrance of me. 
And then he takes the cup and poured and says, this is the cup which is poured out for you. And it's a new covenant in my blood, in my blood for you. So Jesus, Jesus wanted to be remembered. And how can we do that? We can do that by not forgetting him. But you know what? We can also do it as we recognize that the church is described as the body of Christ. And in this body, there needs to be a remembering that is so essential and so important. And we, 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 we can do that. We can do that today. And I just, I just listed two or three or four things that, that, that I thought would be typical and so important as we remember Jesus Christ. First of all, uh, first of all the obvious thing, uh, let, let, let's love each other. Let's love each other. Um, and a word that went with that is let's, let's appreciate each other. You know, love can be kind of abstract, but appreciation is something that's sort of expressed, sort of expressed. And uh, so my, my, my dear sister in Christ, Kathleen, who's here to visit all the way from North Dakota with husband, with others. Thanks, Kathleen. Thanks for being here. I appreciate you. We met each other uh, probably 40 years ago <laughs> as co-workers at the Wyoming Girls School. Um, and, and to express appreciation to, to uh, Jody, who's back there somewhere monitoring all the, all the little kids and the teachers right now. It's great to express appreciation. It really is. To express appreciation for, for individuals who, who do business and do it well and do it hard. Um, uh, Ricky, you, you always know what I want when I go to Java Moon. And I, get, and I get the regular. Thank you. I appreciate you a whole lot. Love, appreciation, and then you know what we got to do? To bring the body together, we need to be forgiving. And there's probably some folks here that uh, maybe under the service, we've got a little resentment, a little, little, little concern about. We just need to forgive. We just need to, need to forgive. And, and we need to 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 remember the body of Christ by, by humble submission to one another. There are things that, that you can do I could never do. And there are ways that you challenge me that I, I, would, I would sort of resist. But in the body of Christ, as Jesus said, I'm your leader, but I wash your feet. And if you do the same thing for the other, you'll be greatly blessed. And so that brings us to the whole idea of sacrificial service. 
you know, you guys are here, you ladies are here, and you spend your hour here. You young people are here, you spend your hour here. Uh, what's your service? What's your service? How are you serving? Ah, uh, conveniently. Oh, no, no, sacrificially. And then finally, we, uh, we bring the body together as we corporately worship. And I'd like to suggest that these other things that precede have got to happen in order for us to worship in spirit and in truth. Well, Jesus is going to be ripped away at the cross. He's going to be lashed. He's going to be crushed. He's going to cry out. And then he's going to die, but not stay dead. And as we come right now, I'd like to just ask that we remember Jesus' wounds and remember him, who he is, and remember him by our response to what he said to us today. It's interesting in John 19, Jesus, after the resurrection, comes and says, Peace be with you. And then he shows, him his, shows them his hands, his side, his feet. It's interesting that later on when Paul, Thomas wasn't there and said, you know, I got to see the scars in order to validate his resurrection. Jesus appears when Thomas is there and says, Thomas, here I am. Touch my hands, touch my side, touch my feet. And how the very, very wounds of Jesus validated the reality of his triumphant life. Now, some of you in here got some wounds. Let Jesus remember them. Let Jesus remember them. Because it's going to be that remembering of that very wound and the bringing together of that area of your life that's going to be a powerful, powerful testimony to the work of Almighty God. We'd like to ask now that we prepare our hearts for the breaking of the bread and if the, our, our, our ushers and deacons would, and elders would uh, serve us here. In Isaiah chapter 53, We read that prophetically that Jesus Christ was a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. He knew it. And then it goes on to say that uh, surely he has borne our grief and carried our sorrows. You don't have to carry it alone. And so as we come right now, he says, this is my body, broken for you. Just remember me. Shall we come in?
appreciate you, Keith. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah, you betcha. took that bread, loaf, broke it. The men were there. He broke it and said, this is my body broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Similarly, he took the cup and um, shared it. We're going to do the same now.
help us to get remembered in you. We all have those areas, Lord, that need to be remembered. Help us to remember you, Lord, in um, how we are with one another. And when he distributed the cup, he said, this is the blood of the new covenant shed for you. Drink all of it. my prayer that just what I prayed that you would go that I'd go letting the assurance that Jesus isn't going to forget us go with us also that we would go and in those chasms that have been caused in our life from whatever source that we'll let Jesus Christ Pull that together in our own heart and that in this body of believers and in the body of believers in Sheridan that we will be in the body as one who love, appreciate, and, and serve with one another for his glory. God bless you. You're dismissed.